0: So this is going to be a podcast about me talking about myself, pretty much. <laughs> I, I've been getting comments left and right uh, from different people. And you know sometimes I notice certain things, certain trends that happens when, uh, when I read some of these comments. When people actually spend time actually writing out an actual comment, not just leaving like a one-word comment that doesn't really say anything. Doesn't you know explain anything? So the comments where it's like it's a paragraph or a couple sentences, you know those I uh, obviously I notice and I do listen to them. Sometimes I notice that some people have a mis- misunderstanding or misconception of certain things. So for example, let me explain uh, Car- my card Games TV channel, right? The idea that it's not a I'm not a content creator, I'm not. It's, you know, the, the channel is just, just an archive. It's just somewhere where I can post um, my ideas, you know, that way I can archive them, right? So I can have a place to store my ideas, not only be able to store them, you know, have a place where I can go check them out whenever I feel like it. But, you know, in case I wanna, uh, in case I wanna, like for example, if I make a video on how to, I don't know, how to combo better or something like that, um, in Dragon Ball Super, for example, then I make a video about it, right, post it, and then now I can share it. I can share it with whoever I want to share that information with, that idea with. Um, and then it's just pub- And since it's not private, it's public, so anyone can see it at any given time, even years from I still have people who comment on on videos I made, you know, eight years ago, you know, they'll ask me questions and stuff. And it's like, damn, eight years. <laughs> and now I got people, you know, asking me questions and talking to me about my, my ideas and stuff. And there's some people who follow me, you know, f- f- have been following me for a long while, that they, you know, they understand this. They they know they know this already. But there's some new people who don't know, and it's because they're used to how other people online, when it comes to this card game, for example, how they do things. They think that that's the norm. Like that's, or. They think that that's the standard like everybody does that it's like no people do things differently people play differently well technically they don't which is part of my problem is that everybody plays the same i'm one of the few that plays differently so there's that's why i'm i that's why i stand out negatively in certain situations positively in other situations so there's people who respect and appreciate that i am different that i do things differently as opposed to the other way, where there's people who dislike what I do, you know, when it comes to playing the game, because they feel that I need, I'm need supposed to play the game the same way they play. They think their way is the right and only way, therefore, seeing me play the game differently is disrespect to them. That's, I mean, they act like I'm disrespecting them for playing the game differently than them, you know? That's why some a lot of people made a big deal about the whole super combo thing. To me, that wasn't a big deal. I didn't you know to me it, it wasn't something that wasn't normal like it was normal to choose to play something or not play something it's like to me it wasn't something like you had to do right but a lot of people disagreed. that's why it was funny when people pointed that out in the first place Where some people were like wait I noticed he's not playing super combos it's like oh, okay you didn't notice it before you're noticing it now but then you're noticing it in a negative way you're not noticing it like oh that's interesting doesn't play calm, I wonder why. Some people have asked me why and I've answered it. But some people who have asked me why, they just ask me for the purpose to disrespect me. They ask me why. I give them an answer and then they try to tell me I'm wrong. It's like, I'm not wrong. It's you ask me a question because you don't know something. I gave you the answer, which is the right answer because it's, it literally explains why. But then you want to tell me that I'm wrong or the answer, it's like that's not how that works. You know, if I come up with a strategy, a combo or something, there'll be people who question me on it, who act like I'm wrong. I was like, how? I'm the one that came up with the strategy, not you. So I'm not wrong, I'm the one that's right. If anybody's gonna be right, it would be me because I'm the one who created the strategy. There'll be people who will try to tell me that my my decks are built wrong. It's like, no, I built them, therefore they're built right. They're built the way I built them. It would be wrong if somebody was to try to copy my deck and change it drastically, that it doesn't do what my deck does, then that would be wrong. That would be the deck being being built wrong. You know you have to build you have to use the deck the way I build it for it to be for it to be right or at least right compared to how I build it. Especially if I build it to work a certain way. If you want the same results that the deck has built the way I built it, then you have to build it the same way. You know, you can't build it differently and think you'll get the same results. It doesn't work that way. There's a reason why my decks are built the way they are, because they work the way they are built. If you were to change them, they wouldn't work the same. They'll work differently. I'm not saying that they, they wouldn't function because they're cards, you know, they're decks. The game you know ain't that complicated that you know you you have to play a deck specifically a certain way for it to function in this game that's not how it works i know some people act like that some people act like if if a deck is not built a certain way it doesn't work which is how some people complain about my decks it's like oh my god you have too many units the deck doesn't work it's like that's false it does work and it, and it mainly works for me anyway because of the unisons. The unisons put in a lot of work for me, so it definitely works. And I've proven that more than, well, a lot of unisons in a deck, you know, works really, really good. I even proved it so much so that I made a 60 unison card deck, a deck with 60 unisons in it, and proved that it works really good, that it's consistent. I'm not saying it's the best deck, <laughs> or that everybody should be playing a 60 uh, unison card, a 60 card unison deck, right? <clears throat> but I proved that having you know 12 unisons, 16, 18, 20 unisons, right in a deck it's not too many. like half your deck being unisons is not a problem. it's not a it's not a bad thing. <sighs> not saying that everybody should be doing that, obviously, but I'm, I just proved the point that's like, saying that oh my god because that's one of the 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 the, one of the many complaints that some people will try to say toward to me is too many unisons uh you're not playing super combo so the deck is bad and the list goes on and on of people trying to say negative things about my decks just because of their beliefs they believe that i'm playing too many unisons okay that's your opinion that's not a fact you know like you're saying, I'm playing too many unisons, as in that's a bad thing. But that, that's not a fact; that's an opinion. You believe too many unisons is a bad thing, but I have proven that it is not. That actually says more about you than it would ever say about me. If you have, if you can't play 12 unisons in a deck, well, then that's a you problem, not a me problem. So, you, I would recommend for yourself to play how many, however many unisons best works for you but if 12 works for me 20 works for me or 60 card a uh, 60 unison deck works for me then it just works for me why are we trying to make a big deal about it why we're we trying to act like that's wrong it's like it's wrong that you're doing something that most of us don't do it's like well that's that's on y'all y'all the ones with the problem not me if y'all can't play a 60 card a 60 unison deck well then y'all can't and it's okay if you can't, you know what I mean? Not every not everyone's built the same, not everyone can do the same thing. That's why it's so annoying to see a lot of people net that deck and you know, right? the idea of people trying to play the same thing. is just as annoying as people claiming they built a deck when they actually didn't build it. It's like, uh, you bought a couple structure decks, put them in sleeves, and now you're saying you built a deck. You didn't build a deck, you bought a deck. You bought a structure, couple structure decks, put them in sleeves, and that's it. You sleeved up structure decks. That's not building. That's disrespectful to me, as an actual deck builder, because I actually build decks. I actually take time reading the cards and looking at the cards and figuring out, you know, the synergy. You know, I take time to build my decks. I don't just go buy a whole bunch of starter decks and just sleeve them up and say I'm a deck builder. I don't go see the spoilers of a new art, a uh, new deck, I mean, um, a new set and be like, "Ooh, I like that leader." I'm going to buy that leader and every card that's in that same color and put them in sleeves. And now I'm a deck builder. It's like, no, you're not. You bought a deck. You sleeved it up, yes. But you didn't build it. Especially if it's an archetype, you definitely didn't build it. Bandai did. And that goes the same for any other card games. I, I hated when they added archetypes into Yu-Gi-Oh! Because the game was was good when, people were, when the game was generic. People were building things uh, uniquely everybody was being different and it made the game obviously more skill based uh, because there was no, oh, your deck plays these specific cards and you know therefore I, I could just uh, play a floodgate, I could play a card that, that beats your deck because you're playing you know an archetype. And that's one of the things. Archetypes have weaknesses, a pre-built strategy that everyone is aware of. everybody knows what the, the deck does. The archetype does has weaknesses. I'm not saying that it's that you shouldn't play archetype. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm against the existence of archetypes. I'm just pointing out that it did create a problem, and in Dragon Ball Super, is also creating a problem where a lot of people think that you you have to play an archetype, like you have to play a specific deck with specific cards, and playing anything unique or different is wrong. You know somebody tried to argue with me or uh, well, at least tried to uh, tell me that you know generic is bad for Dragon Ball Super when it's like no it's the opposite it's actually good archetypes is bad because it promotes the idea of of being the same instead of being different that's what makes it bad when everybody plays same. because the funny thing is I, I, people will try to use the argument of like Archetypes being good and meta, pretty much meta decks, right? The idea that everybody playing the same decks is a good thing, and they'll try to promote that as a good thing, but they don't realize that in the same sentence that they're saying that they're actually contradicting it. They'll complain about what's wrong with the game, but don't realize that what caused those problems that they're complaining about was stuff like everybody playing the same thing. Somebody will literally say, "Oh yeah, everybody's you know, everybody playing the same engine, everybody playing the same stuff. That's a problem." But they'll be the same person to be like yeah that's why archetypes are good because you know it, it it promotes diversity it's like no it doesn't everybody will choose one archetype and play that one archetype which is the same thing as everybody playing the same you know engine or, or same strategy or the same deck build that they enacted that, that deck is going to happen regardless whether you play an archetype aka a pre-built deck that the company created or you copy off of somebody else's deck that you saw online, the results are gonna pretty much be the same, right? Everybody's gonna be playing the same deck, so you didn't really solve any problems there. There's, there's no diversity. Remember, diversity comes from players wanting diversity. It does not come from the actual um, access to you know cards type stuff. Archetypes actually promote the opposite of diversity. They promote the idea of like, you need to play this strategy this way with these cards. They give you a blueprint of playing the same deck. And that's one of the issues that I have with you know archetypes is that it doesn't promote diversity. I'm not against it because I am a theme deck player. I've always have been. um, Like in Yu Gi Oh, I always like the idea of having a theme. But I like creating the theme. Like if I want to make a deck where it has a whole bunch of like female characters, okay I make a female character deck. I don't need like Bandai, for example, to create a heroine's lineage deck or something. Like create a archetype with a lot of the female characters from Dragon Ball so I don't need them to do that. I can do that myself. I can build my own deck. As long as, you know, I can make it work, right? Make the colors work and all this stuff. I can make my own uh, you know, f- you know, heroine's uh, deck. I don't need Bandai to create an archetype for that. Not saying they they, sh- they shouldn't. It's their game, they can do what they want i'm just saying is that i don't need it that's what i'm saying it's like i don't need it I, I can just you know i prefer to build my own stuff that's what makes me a, a deck builder you know um i prefer to create my own win con. i don't want to you know play a deck and i don't want the things i don't want to play something that someone else built is what i'm trying to say you know and an archetype is something that was clearly built by someone. I was thinking about it. there was somebody who, in R and D, came up with the idea of of a deck. I'll use King Piccolo because that was something that was mentioned in a comment. Uh, something about King Piccolo. Don't know why King Piccolo is being used as an example, but whatever. Um, it was just the idea that's like, okay, you got that archetype, and it the win con is whatever the win con is. Trying to think, what well, what is the win con in, in King Piccolo? Is it the the new ruler, the one that like you can't you can't block it and whatnot? You can play it when you have a unison. That's probably the the main win con. That's probably what people use to try to win, you know, uh, win out the game. So let's say that's the win con. It's like, well, I rather use something else, like maybe an Overrealm or uh, a card that burns or or just use Chompa with my leader and double strike my opponent for game or use a unison and Chompa and double strike my opponent for game or something like, that. Like, I'd rather do things differently. I don't wanna do things predictable. I don't want people, you know, and that's another thing somebody try to make it seem like uh, my stuff is predictable because I use a lot of the same cards in all my decks. And it's like, well, that's a good thing that I use the same stuff in all my decks because that means no matter what deck I play, I'm going to be able to do a lot of the same stuff i normally do and ironically newsflash for some people who don't know 90 percent of decks in card games are pretty much the same deck just different skin as they say right it's the same strategy the same thing just different um for example king piccolo king vegeta and launch there's probably a couple other decks but i just use those three as an example all three of those decks are pretty much the same they're all they're all red aggro, essentially right they're all trying to kill you by turn 2 or 3 you know what i mean like they're just throwing out a bunch of free attackers so to speak to try to kill you that's it and just some decks are a little bit better than others right but before those 3 decks even those 3 archetypes even existed you can say launch is not really an archetype i can agree cuz you know it's it's pretty much just uh, uh my gohan deck but with with a different leader with the launch leader that's but that proves the point of like but uh king vegeta and king piccolo uh, technically they're pretty much the same um so the idea is that i had a gohan deck that i still do and I, since since gohan came on and whatnot you know i've been was doing all the stuff that king piccolo and king vegeta does they're just archetypes versions of my generic Gohan deck, you know, where I'm playing a whole bunch of free, you know, uh, bodyguard legic for free. Nappa, super combo for free, right? Just playing them, getting bodies on board for free. You know, attacking my opponent for a lot, for one energy by using my Saiyan Scions and stuff like that. And isn't that the thing that's going on right now? People are using, um, playing U7. I think that's a Goku. They right? Goku U7 or something like that. Or even Gohan U7. It doesn't matter. Um, and they're using Saiyan Scions. To bring out skillless battle cards and and attack their opponent for a lot of damage in the first uh, two turns of the game, who's been doing that for for, for 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 years now? You know, who's been doing the whole turn one, turn two, multiple damage strategy? That sounds like, like like somebody came up with a concept called the X hit combo strategy, where you try to deal you know six or more damage in the in the first two turns of the game. That sounds kind of familiar. I should wonder if somebody has YouTube videos about that on their YouTube channel. But anyway, <clears> the <throat> point is, is that you know a lot of these things that people are playing now, I played them before, so I've had an influence in the game a lot. Not only at at the you know at the player level, but I've even seen that I've had some influence on the you know business level, right, the, the company level of of the game. I noticed. There's a lot of things that the company of the card game is putting out there that's very suspicious. big coincidence, I'll put it that way, coincidence, you know, I, I, I do something, I put some information out there and then suddenly later on things come out. For example, I came up with, with, with a post about super combos having effects other than draw. You know, explaining why I don't use the the super combos where you draw. How I, I stopped using super combos for a you know like a year and a half or something like that. I just stopped using super combos until that's important. Some people don't notice that. Some people do. Until the multicolor super combos came out, and I made a post specifically saying that if they made super combos that had effects other than drawing, I would start using super combos again. I made that clear. I made that statement. I made like two videos about it. I, they even made a podcast about it, about like me using super combos after, you know, me using super combos once they actually have effects other than just draw a card when you use them, and then they did. They created the multicolored ones, which I was which I was happy for. What's ironic just recently uh, when they start spoiling um, set 17. Um, I was like, I was saying like, oh man, I hope they 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 put they bring they they this set has more super combos that actually have effects not just draw cards i literally said that as there's a comment of me saying that on the you know dragon ball super uh, card game uh, facebook page of me saying that of me saying that i want you know i want the set to have super combos that actually have effects not just draw a card like a lot of other sets cuz i'm not a fan of the super combos where you just draw a card i like it when they have different abilities and lo and behold just like what yesterday or the day before yeah the day before because yesterday we got three new super combos revealed but the day before three super combos were revealed and there were the multicolor ones and it's like they have effects i'm like yeah that's what i'm talking about i'm not asking for too much it's like yeah i have no problem using super combos if they have useful effects i just hate when all they are is just zero cost 10k and you draw a card and that's it and that's all they have that's all they do. It's like, okay, that's, that's, so, that's nice, but not great. It gets, you know, uh, it just, uh, I hate seeing that same effect over and over again. Draw a card just by comboing. It's like, I wanna see things different. Try something different. It doesn't even, the, the effects don't even have to be amazing. They just, they just have to exist. I just want some effects on the super combos so that way it can make the game more interesting. So that way when I do put super combos in my decks it just makes the deck more interesting, you know. It lets me do some some interesting things, right? I was one of the people who had the idea that it's like, well, we have Champa and e Supreme Kai, right? You combo and you get double strike. Why don't they give us something where you could combo and get critical? The critical would be nice to get, or something that can give triple strike or victory strike. Obviously, that'd be too broken, but. You know stuff like that I mean it'd be nice to be able to combo something and then give something blocker like that's the kind of stuff like imagine using a super combo that can give one of your battle cards a blocker interesting enough though they did create a token that if after you combo it, it makes a token that's a blocker so hey that works that's similar to, to my idea of like comboing and giving something blocker but um so I'm a fan of that that super combo and the, the cell one that after you combo it, it summons itself to the field like like um like Napa, and I, and that's the main super. Anybody who actually follows me and pays attention to me knows that one I do use super combos not a lot, but I do use them. And when I do, it's typically Napa, and like Android 18 is like the other uh, super combo is the other one that I use. But I do use super combos sparingly, but Napa is the main one I use because he plays himself on the field, and I like the ability to play stuff to attack with. So, so Napa is my main super combo, but now we got to sell one, so. Don't be surprised when you see it, but the funny thing is, there's still gonna be people commenting like, "Oh my God, you're using super combos finally!" Not finally. I've been using them for many, many years. It's just that I don't use them a lot. And ever since the multicolor ones came out, of course I've been using them. But I still use them optionally. I use them when, when they're useful. I don't use. I don't just throw them in there just because they have the word "super combo" on it. Just like. I choose if I want to play an ultimate. I don't mandatorily have to have an ultimate in my decks. And that's the thing. I have, I'm, I'm all about choosing. I'm all about, you know, playing what works best for me. But there's the irony that people expect me to do what they do. They expect me to play how they play. And it's like, well, I don't. I play the way I play. I play what, what's best for me. I don't need to play how everybody else plays makes me a sheep and I'm not a sheep right? that makes me not special if I'm doing what everybody else does. That makes me common. I'd rather be a secret area a super area a SPR right <laughs> I'd rather be better than everybody else than to be just like everyone else. I don't believe in you know equality. I do believe in superiority but not in a negative way I mean superiority as in hey, I put in a lot of effort in being good at something i want that recognition of being good at that something i want to be good at something i don't want to be just like everyone else you know what i mean that's boring and that's something i notice i see a lot in in the card game communities is the idea of everybody wanting to be the same when somebody tries to be different they act like that's a that's a bad thing that's a problem it's like no that's a good thing being different is good we're supposed to be different because we are different in many ways we're all supposed to have our own minds when people are obsessed with the idea, like no we all have to be the same we all have to do the same thing that's the opposite of free will that's the opposite of being an individual and being unique and different that is literally being like everyone else and no one should want to be like someone else anyway you should want to be the best version of yourself not try to be like someone else that's, that's some weird shit, trying to be like someone else. You know, why, why don't you be better than them? It's okay if you look up to somebody and be like, hey, I wanna be, I wanna be like that person. Okay, you might wanna be like them, but doesn't mean you have to actually be them. Try to be better than them, or at least get close to their level, right? But the problem is so many people think that they can literally become an exact copy of someone else. Oh, look, Michael Jordan, he's really good at basketball. I wanna be like him, so I'm gonna copy him. So I could be exactly like him. It's like, but you're not going to be an exact copy of that person. So that's that. That right there is that right there is a paradox in itself. That's a contradiction. It's like you're not going to be an exact duplicate of that person. You're not going to make the same decisions that person makes all the time. Just because you copy somebody does not mean you are that somebody, right? Just like if you copy my decks, you are not playing the deck exactly the way I play it. You won't make the same decisions I make. You will play the deck. <laughs> more oftenly, you'll play my decks more wrong than right, which is why I don't tell people to play my decks. You know, unless they're they're complaining, like, oh, your deck's not good, I don't think it's good. Like, I'm like, have you even tried it? Nah, nah, I don't need to try it to know it's not good. It's like, well, that's just, that's not how it works, but okay, that's your opinion, I don't care. You know, if you're going to tell me something that my decks don't work, you have to prove it. You can't just say they don't work because you believe they don't work. That's an opinion, not a fact. And since it's not a fact, it doesn't matter. What matters is the truth. Prove to me that my deck doesn't work, and then I'll, you know, look into it. But the thing is, is that I know they work. I play them, and they work. They're based off of strategies and concepts that already work for me for over three years now. I don't need to play test them. To know they work, they work. Because I already know they work. You know what I mean? That's the thing. When you get good at something, you're good at it. You don't really stop being good at something once you're good at it. And that's the thing. I've been spending a lot of time mastering um, this game. Getting getting good at the game. Not meta or, 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 or knowing what's quote unquote, the best cards in the game and whatnot, like how a lot of other people do. No, no, actually being good at the game, understanding the mechanics of the game, understanding how how come the first four damage is the easiest, the, the, the next two requires a little bit of effort, and the last two is the hardest. Why is it hard to do the last two damage? And then once you do what I do, and you come to that realization, you you figure out why. You start start seeing why it, that, that happens. And ironically, after turn two, so turn three and, and, and beyond, um, it gets harder to do damage because your opponent has more energy to play uh, negates. So not only can they play something to attack you with, or you play a blocker, they could also have a negate. So, they, so their chances of defending themselves is higher. They can, they can block, they can negate, they can out combo, right? So those are three things they have access to after they have three energy that they can use against you when you're trying to go for game. See, turn one, turn two, it's hard for them to have a blocker and a negate. They can have one or the other, not both. Granted, they can still have the ability to out combo, but the game just started, which means their hand size is smaller, so they're not likely to combo in the first two turns of the game. See, stuff like this, most people don't know because most people don't think about this. They don't think about the turn one turn two is the best time to do the most amount of damage because your point is more likely not to combo your point is more likely not to block or negate if they don't have either one of them they you know what i mean so turn one turn one or turn one and turn two are the most important times to do the most damage that's why the red Broly deck was so popular it, so and it worked right that's weird of a deck it was where you're taking a life to activate effects and stuff like that. So your life, so by turn two, literally turn two, your uh, the, the red roly player is at two life, <laughs> by, by turn two, right? And that's and that's and that's how you know. I mean, that's what I'm used to. I'm used to uh, red roly players, like you know, life being down to two by turn two, and then they do the whole waking thing and they untap, they tap their energy, then they untap their energy and, and tap some more energy because they're doing the whole swap thing. Uh, and you know and then all their creatures warp your opponent's hands right so your opponent's hand size is already small and then these uh, these brolies just warp more cards out of your hands you know slow um you know reducing your hand size even more that is reducing your ability to uh, play play negate and to out combo so those are two two things that they're like even the, the creators of this game understand that understand that you know how important it is in the first two turns um you know, to try to do a lot of damage and try to keep the hand size small. Um, so that way it'd be harder to, you know, you know, play negates and to out combo so that way the attacks can go through. And also notice that the leader does crit, um, some of the battle cards do crit damage, so your opponent's not adding any cards to the hands so that way the next attack has a higher chance of going through. Notice that even whoever came up with the idea of the Dark bully swap deck you know in R&D they understand that this is something I understood for a long long time and they finally you know made an archetype that that, that, that utilizes that 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 um, that concept that understanding but you know I use that understanding for a lot of my decks so a lot of my decks can do what red Broly does you know in, in not exactly the same but roughly the same right just like my deck does my a lot of my decks does what uh. King Piccolo does, does a lot what King Vegeta deck does, a lot what uh launch does, and the list goes on and on. You know, a lot of decks are pretty much the same deck except with different artwork. That's about it. And that's the same for Yu-Gi-Oh, just like it is for Magic, and just like how it is for Dragon Ball Super. You know, once you get really good at a game, you start seeing that you start seeing that similarities. Like yeah, every deck's pretty much the same all control decks are pretty much the same, all aggro decks are pretty much the same, you know, the same deck, right? All uh, uh, hand control decks are pretty much the same, blah, blah, and the list goes on. It's like, that's why we start having these archetypes, right? or these, not archetypes, but these, um, these architects, right? These architects, these different types of decks. That's why you have the control deck, and the aggro deck, and the mid-range deck, and that's why we have those archetypes, architects. Um, because it's like, yeah, games are relatively simple it boils down to a mill strategy or to a hand control strategy or to a counter strategy or to aggro or to burn strategy or whatever like it boils down to certain basic things and a lot of decks just revolve around those basic things and so everything pretty much becomes the same so if everybody's playing uh, a a mill deck well okay everybody's playing a mill deck nothing too unique or special about that they might mill in different ways but Mill is still Mill regardless, right? The end goal is for the other players to run out of cards. And notice that right now in Dragon Ball Super, we have a Kinsenrao Mill decks, right? We got Janimba Mill, we got the Dark Shenron, the Black Shenron Leader, uh, Mill Strategy, right? We got the Android 16, yeah, the it is 16, I think so, I think it is 16, but, um, yeah, mill strategy, but uh, what am I thinking? Android 18, definitely the Android 18 uh, mill strategy, which they now try to nerf by making it where uh, Frieza 100% full power um, doesn't hit tokens now, so you won't be able to hit the clone tokens and get a lot of mill out of it. Um, which I'm okay with, but at the same time, I'm like, um, I'd rather you have banned the Frieza um, so that would, you people couldn't, that way that strategy couldn't be used, as opposed to nerfing the Frieza. Um, Because I like the idea of the strategy. I like how creative it was, the fact that people actually put that together and and created something different, created something unique, and and we should have the ability to create stuff like that. Think about it, that wasn't an archetype, that was a unique deck, and and that's what I love and I respect. But, you know, of course, since Bandai immediately started off with the idea of archetypes, um, unlike Yu-Gi-Oh! who didn't start off with archetypes, they started off generically, but then they went to archetypes, and then when they saw that archetypes were popular with the community, you know, the customers, the player base, then they started putting in more, but we all see what happened to Yu-Gi-Oh! once archetypes became a, you know, a common thing. Then they started going back to the idea of generic per se, that's where the link summing stuff come in, and then now everybody's just, you know, doing degenerate you know um gen, 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 generically degenerate things right so i can understand some people not wanting generic stuff in dragon ball super per se because they feel that it'll, it'll be it'll be the same thing but remember that's that's the players that, that that are doing that it's not the game itself per se it's the players that are choosing to um, play the same thing as everyone else is playing and that's part of the poM. And archetypes were the ones that they encouraged that because before archetypes existed in Yu Gi Oh! for example, everybody was trying to be unique, everybody was trying to be different. <clears throat> no no two decks were the same, but then, then they create archetype, and now everybody is trying to play the same thing. So that's why when someone asks you, Oh, what deck are you running? is because they, once you say the name of the deck, they think they know everything that's in your deck. That's why they're asking because they want to know what you're playing, so that way they know, you know how to beat you, right? They, they figure they can beat you because they know what you're playing as if you're predictable. And the thing is, if you're playing our type yes, you are predictable. I prefer, I, I, when I play, especially when I play card games, I, I, I do it like the concept of war, right? The, you know, the art of war for card games. Uh, the art, uh, The element of surprise, for example. I do not want people to know what's in my deck. I want people to know what's in my deck. You know, I want the element of surprise. I want people not to be able to, um, you know, plan and try to outplay. I want people to use their negates early, before turn three. I don't want them to save their negates for turn three, turn four, turn five. I don't want them to have negates and super combos. I don't want them to have negates or super combos. Um, late game. I want them to use those cards early, so I try, so, so I, I play very aggressive early game to get them to use their super combos and their negates, um, and maybe even blockers, early game, early in the game. So that way late game when I'm trying to go for game. I don't have to worry about you know negates and you know super combos, you know um, stopping my attacks. I want my attacks to go through, so I can you know obviously win the game. The goal is to win, so you have to play with that that idea in mind. So that's why the player, which is part of what this video is really about, is the importance of a player versus a deck, because you know, some people commenting today to me and trying to make it where the the idea is that the, how important decks are and how important archetypes are. You know, it's like, it's important to have a specific deck because without a specific deck, you can't do good in a tournament because somebody tried to use Dark Broly as an example of why somebody did good at a, at a tournament, and it's like, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a slightly different scenario. Um, <clears throat> because still, even though Dark Broly, you know, is a skillless deck, is a deck for people, you know, a, a noob can play uh, Dark Broly, my grandma can play Dark Broly. You don't have to be a good player to play Dark Broly. Dark Broly is meant to be easy to, easy to play, It's meant to be for people who are not that good at the game. <clears throat> so it was made to be easy. So no surprise somebody would do good at a tournament with something that was deliberately made to be easy. Duh, right? They didn't have to be good to do good at the event. That was the whole point of the Dark Broly deck. It was made for you to play it and do good regardless of how good you are. But on average, that's not normal. On average, not every deck is so good like by the way it's built, that you don't have to actually know how to play the game, right? So you as a player still have to be good at the game. You still got to know what you're doing, you know, when it comes to negating, comboing, declaring attacks, like attack order. Should you attack with your leader first or a battle card first, you know, stuff like that? Because there's some cards that if you don't attack in the right order, you can get punished, right? You know, if you don't... um, You know, if you don't attack with a battle card first, if somebody flying nimbuses you, let's say you attack with a leader and somebody flying nimbuses you, now you can only attack with one battle card. But if you attack with a battle card and you get flying nimbus, you can still attack with one more battle card after that, plus your leader in unison. So you can still, so you could get, you know, uh, three extra attacks after that. But if you attack with a leader and they negate it, then you can only attack with your unison and one battle card. So you only get two attacks after the card is played as opposed to three. That's the importance of being able to play um, of attack order. So that's where experience comes in. Some people like to be like, oh, what matters is the decks and the matchups. No, no, what matters is you as a player and your your experience and skills that determine um, how you're gonna play, what decisions you make when you mulligan you know, are you gonna mulligan so you can have your uh, ultimate in your hand or you're gonna mulligan it away or something? Or are you gonna keep a aggro hand or a defensive hand? Are you gonna, like, you know, if you're gonna keep a uh, black mass, saiyan uh, one drop or or, or whatever that is in case you tech some some cards. Or if you use the side deck, I don't use the side deck, but let's say you use the side deck. Then, you know, you have to think about what to side in, what to side out, right? And then when you mulligan, what you're gonna keep and what you're not gonna keep based off of, you know, your matchup, right? Because that's where your experience comes in. Your knowledge of playing against certain decks is what's supposed to give you an advantage. And how you build your deck also, you know, is part of that, you know? You, you obviously, you wanna build a deck that, that wins, the, you know, that helps you win the game, but a deck is just, is, is, a, is a toolbox, right? It's just a set of tools, and how you use it determines the outcome, right? But too many people act like they don't have to do anything but just run. Some people say that run a deck or they pilot. Because in Yu-Gi-Oh, it used to be like you were a player or you know you were a duelist, which implied that you were good at one building decks and two good at the game. But then they de evolved not evolved de evolved into being pilots. Oh, I pilot this deck. I run this deck. Blah blah blah. It's like what? So y'all not really good at the game. What y'all, what y'all doing is just copying decks and then just getting good with the deck. So you only know how to play a couple of decks. So, so you don't know how to play the game, you just know how to play a couple of decks. And if you ever uh, you know, misplay or make a mistake with a deck, you don't know how to recover from it. You don't know how to, you know, how to fix the mistake because you only know what you know which is how to play a deck so if you have a deck that, that has a specific combo and that's all you know is that one combo anytime that you mess up that combo or anytime um, you don't have the cards to perform that combo you can't do anything the, the the game ends up in a situation where your opponent is has the advantage because you actually are not good at the game that's a problem you're not supposed to be in a situation where you're not good at the game, right? Where your opponent has an advantage just because you are not good at the game, you know. So that's one of the main things I see wrong in uh, card games, and you know I'm seeing that situation happening here in Dragon Ball Super. That you know there's a lot of players out here prom- trying to promote the idea that it's like everybody gotta be playing the same build, the same leader, same this, same that. Like for example, I play lots of different blue leaders. And I, you know, and some blue leaders are better than others in my viewpoint from my experience because I actually tried them all um, as opposed to some people who don't try all the leaders and they just be like nah why try all leaders when, when Soul Striker exists just pay Soul Striker as your blue leader and you're good to go and it's like if you don't want to try something different you don't want to make something else uh, useful or good that's okay that's your decision if you want to take the easy route and just play soul striker i'm not saying Soul striker is a bad leader i'm just saying that it's not a skillful leader it's not a leader that's for players who you know are really good at the game and i'm saying it's not for them not that they can't play them you could be a skillful player and still play soul striker i'm just saying it's like it's designed in a way that it makes the game so easy that a bad player can play it. That you don't have to be good to play Soul Striker. You can just play Soul Striker and you'll be good. Like Soul Striker will be a leader I would recommend to like my nephews. And they're and they're like what nine years old right now or something like that. So I would recommend Soul Striker to them. Because it will make the game easier for them. Especially if they're playing against me. I'd be trashing them left and right if they didn't have Soul Striker. Soul Striker at least would give them a fighting chance. So I would recommend Soul Striker for a a new player, a player that's not that good, and I would recommend it to help them. Ironically, I recommended Super Saiyan 3 Goku a long time ago, the original one, to one of my friends, because clearly he was new to Dragon Ball Super, and he's not as good as I am. So I recommend Super Saiyan 3 Goku to give him a fighting chance. So when him and me were playing, he was doing pretty good the reason why is because he kept on tapping his energy uh three energy at the end of his turn he was already at two life uh, what was it by by turn three Sound like that turn three he was at two life because i'm that good well the game is not complicated so of course i can get him down to two life by turn three but the point was is that since he has the ability to w- awaken and he can untap three energies uh, at the end of his turns, he can play you know expensive cards. He could play a four drop on turn four and then untap three energy and still have three energy for for defense. And he has shitload of defense. You know, with cohesions and and dimension magic and beings No, he didn't have beans That was his complaint. Is that he wanted beans but he didn't own any. Uh, but the point is, he had a whole bunch of negates that he can play, right? because he had the energy to do so if he I was and the thing was I, I did beat him don't get me wrong I beat him obviously but it was it was the point is that it, the game was harder well it was harder for me to go for game because he had the energy to defend he had the ability to fight back which he normally wouldn't have if he was playing a different leader so the leader made the game easier for him because like I said he wasn't that good at the game he would have made the mistake and tapped out on turn three, and I would have went for game, and he wouldn't be able to stop me. But because the leader untapped energy, it allowed him to defend himself, which is why he liked the leader. He really liked the leader a lot because of that. No surprise. Like I said, he knows he wasn't a good player. I know he's not a good player, and that was the whole point. He's not good at the game yet. He could have got good at the game, but then he quit the game, blah, 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 whatever. But he could have been good at the game, but he wasn't at the time this was a good leader for him because it made it easy for him. It gave him a fighting chance because otherwise, he would just keep losing to me and then he wouldn't be interested in the game, which ironically, he still ended up losing interest in the game, in the game um, because, you know, I still... He, you know what's funny? He was the one who said to me that I make um, card games not fun. I make card games not fun for him. Those, those were some some very specific words. I make card games not fun for him. Or just, I don't make card games fun in general. And it's not because I'm bad at the games and I'm not good, I don't win a lot. No, it's the opposite. It's because I'm so good at the games. Yeah, you know, I made the game not fun because regardless of, of what they try to do to beat me, I end up winning more often than not. My win rate is like what ninety five percent or something like that, probably ninety nine. <laughs> but it, it depends on the card game. The thing, one thing, what's ironic? What I like about Dragon Ball Super is the fact that, regardless of the fact that I am really good at the game and I've mastered a lot of a lot of aspects of the game, um, I can still lose. So there's still the high probability of me losing, which I like, and that's what what intrigues me about the game. Is that it's the fact that it's like. Even though I've, you know, nearly, you know, 100% mastered this game, I can still lose. With other card games, it will be harder. Like I would have to make mistakes. You know, I have to misplay, or my opponent would have to have like some really powerful uh, combo that allows them to like auto win. And it's like, oh, oh cool. You, you had an FTK and I couldn't stop it. You won. All right, good for you. And then that just be the you know that's just not be the case. You, they would have to have some really powerful strategy to to beat me. It wouldn't be just they beat me you know because you know because of basic plays you know you play a card I play a card we're attacking back and forth and you and you you out and you beat me because you have more cards than me or you beat me because you know um, you activated an effect that allowed you to you know beat me or some some like, like it wasn't. It wasn't like some type of thing where it's like oh man you tricked me I thought you were not going to uh, chomp up but then you chomp up uh, and that caused me to lose the game I should have tried to you know, stop that or something you know something like that Like, it wasn't a scenario like this like you're gonna have to have like some type of powerful strategy to to, to guarantee that I can't um, beat you like for example just Drop Android Seventeen, turn in the tides, and bang! Now you got me. Like, oh shit, you got me. You turn in the tides to me. Shit, you got me. You win the game. You know what I mean? Like that, that can happen, right? So that's the kind of stuff that I, you know, that will that will be required to like easily be, will be something like that. Or will be like to have that type of advantage. But if all you're doing is just basic, you know, play stuff attack, play stuff attack then you know the likelihood of me beating you is, is a lot higher because of the fact that it's like, well, if I have a strategy that, that can beat you by the time I get to a certain turn, like turn five or turn six, for example, or even turn four, then, okay, once I reach that turn and play the card that I, uh, or the strategy that I'm, that I'm planning to play on that turn, you know, I'm gonna win once, once I get there. You better have a way to beat me before that happens. But typically, I'll get to that turn. I'll get to that strategy, and I'll you know win the game. But man, it was weird when when, when he said that that I I made, uh, made the game not fun for him. And that's unfortunate because I don't want people not to have fun. Uh, a lot of times I will let people win because I want them to to like the game. You know, I want them to enjoy. I tend to hold back a lot when I play. You know, I, I even you know when I know I clearly have the advantage, I hold back and let my opponent you know get a couple of shots and you know deal me a couple of damage here and there, just so that they feel like they're doing something because I want them to enjoy the game. I want them to have fun. Eventually, I will point out that you know they're not doing so good. If I don't see them improving in the game, then that's when I stop holding back and let them know that they need to improve. Um, but you know, not everyone can handle uh, the idea of. I guess some people would look at it the idea of perfection, like I'm trying to be, you know, perfect I'm trying to be like never lose type of thing. But it's like obviously I can't lose. I can lose. But, you know, some people just can't handle it apparently. They can't handle the idea of like you know what's funny? They can't handle the the, the, the effort and, and the way I'm like, yo, you gotta do things this way and it will get you better results. It's like they want to win a lot, but they don't want to win a lot through effort. They want to win a lot through just, oh, I bought this card and this card wins me games all the time or something like that. They like it when they have something, a really good card and wins them the game easily. They like that, but they don't like it when it's like, you gotta play these cards in this order. You gotta make this decision at this point in time. You gotta wait until your point it taps out of energy and then attack for game. Like they don't want to put in all the effort that I do. They just they just the thing they want it things to be easier when i'm like no you gotta do this you gotta do that to actually get these results uh it becomes a possible so, ironically most people don't want to work for victories for their wins they just want free wins so when they do win especially if they win without effort or without doing what i do you know they make a big deal by it. like oh my god look look i beat you i beat you like Yeah, you won because of whatever reason you won. You won, yeah, but you got lucky that you won. It wasn't consistent. You're not going to be able to win consistently if, you know, This was, you know, this was one out of the many times we played that you won. You have to be able to do it consistently for it to be uh, a useful strategy. You can't win by luck and think that that's uh, consistent or that's a strategy at all. It's like, no, that was luck. All right. Another podcast.